Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and joining me today, I've got recording artist, producer, engineer, and teacher uh, who uh, works out of Green Bay and originally from Milwaukee. Um, he's got uh, three projects you can find on SoundCloud. It's a three-part series called Land by the Lake. Go check it out. Very dope project. I'm excited to talk to him about his artistry passions and why he does what he does. Mr. Describe. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ben. How you doing, man? I'm good. Uh, long day. Tired. Drank a lot of coffee today. Um, so uh, pushing through. But uh, how are, how's your day? Uh, similar. Uh, working, school, uh, dealing with kids. Yeah. Uh, I get home and carpet cleaners in my my spot. That's what happens when you live in an apartment building and. You know, shit like that. No big deal, though. There's a lot worse going on. Yeah. Yeah, most, most definitely. Um, yeah, man. Um, I, it's great to finally meet you. I know we've talked, like, you know, about doing this for, like, a year now. So it's great to finally make it happen. So, Derek, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And uh, you first reached out. Uh, a little while back about, uh, you know, do, telling me a little bit about yourself and uh, my understanding that you've uh, worked with Alan of Breaking and Entering in the past, right? Yep, a lot, yeah. That's the best of homie right there. That is my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's done a lot to help me, a lot. That's good. Yeah, he, he's got a big heart, um, and I'm – he named me music director of Breaking and Entering recently. Oh, and I'm very congrats. Grateful. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, man. Um, he's, um, he's writing for the Shepherd Express now. So I've uh, been kind of taking a little bit more of a lead role on the publishing day by day. But anyone who, uh, who fucks with Alan, I fuck with you know, essentially. <laughs> I feel the same way, man. The dude, uh, I mean, ever since I reached out to him, I, I didn't understand it was just him at first. He, he, he does such a great job of presenting Breaking and Entering and has since the beginning that I was like, yo, who is this blog covering everybody? And, and so it got to the point where uh, uh, through Alan and a little bit through the guys at a Milwaukee Record, I was debuting videos for Lamb by the Lake. And then it just got to the point where there were so many artists involved um, it only made sense to create a music festival since we had such a pool to draw from. And Alan was a big part in that as well as Kelsey at Cactus Club. Thank you to both of you. Also shout out, big shout yes. out to Kelsey. Yeah, big shout out to Kelsey. Um, we're actually in talks now. This was supposed to be our second annual Lamb by the Lake Fest and obviously the pandemic came. So we're trying to hopefully get some kind of streaming event going where we can just continue the show. Um, but yeah, man, a lot of love for Alan, a lot of love for Kelsey. Yeah, most definitely. Two of the best uh, um, stewards of Milwaukee music, for sure. Yes. Um, so Derek, um, so you are uh, born and raised in Milwaukee, yes? Yes, born and raised. Awesome. Um, dope. Um, where, what part of the city you grew up in? Uh, I grew up on Sherman and Good Hope. Uh, my parents were both NPS teachers and administrators. So they had to build a house in the city. So my mother like built a house on 97 Good Hope, right on the edge of Milwaukee when I was in like eighth grade. 
Um, so all my, my whole life was on Good Hope, Sherman or 97th. Um, went to St. Nicholas, which was Blessed Trinity. I don't know what it is now over on Green Bay and Silver Spring. Uh, Marquette High Hilltopper, UW Badger. I'm a Wisconsin motherfucker, man. Um, Hell yeah. I, I left Marquette and went to engineering school down in North Carolina A&T State for a year and a half. Uh, had a lot of fun there, dropped out, and came back and finished at uh, Wisconsin. So, sure. yeah, man, Wisconsin boy, born and bred. Dope. I'm from the Chicago area, but I've been in Milwaukee for six years. Uh, came up for UWM. Okay. And uh, no reason to leave. There's too much whole uh, factor in Milwaukee. Is it's always great stuff going on and uh, met a lot of great people. So Derek, tell me about uh, a little bit about like when music first kind of appeared in your life. When did it kind of first become something you were interested in? I mean, it's really since I can remember. Um, I'm an 80s, 90s radio and hip hop kid. Uh, my parents claimed to love music, but there was like only four or five pieces of music in a whole house. And I was the only one that played them. Uh, George Benson, eight track, Lionel Richie, 45, You Are the Sun, You Are the Rain, uh, 45, Another One Bites the Dust, um, the Wiz soundtrack LP, and like I was the only one that would play that shit ever. And uh, you know, like most kids play air guitar when they listen to the radio, I was always playing air drums. Um, I was a weird kid. I started writing songs in like eighth grade. Like the first song, and, and I was a big Weird Al fan, so I wrote a lot of parodies and shit. Nice. Um, so Janet Jackson had a song called Control, and I turned it into like a bladder control song, the immature eighth grade boy mind, while pissing everywhere. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, man, music has always been present, um, humming, singing in the shower, making up songs, making up words, that type of thing. Well, that's, that's awesome, man. I mean, that's, that's the best way to be a kid is to just uh, have imagination with the things that are already there, but in your own way. Exactly. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um, so like, um, yeah, tell me about, like, when you kind of started getting interested in, like, hip-hop music and, like, what your early influences were. Uh, I have a brother who's six years older than I am named Byron. Uh, and I have a older cousin Kevin Hyman, who was a little bit older than Byron, uh, who was actually used to be known in Milwaukee as Special K. Uh, he was a part of the first Milwaukee rap group that I remember. That group was called Attack. That group, Attack, uh, was made up of my cousin Special K, who was a DJ, um, a short dude, young dude named Todd Peachy Thomas, who is now uh, Speech, um, Arrested Development, and then rest in peace, uh, a Milwaukee legend for those that know him, T.A. Wiz. Um, and so those were my earliest recollections of Milwaukee hip hop. He would play Attack in the bedroom that we used to share. He would play Skinny Boys. He would play the Beat Street soundtrack, uh, N.W.A. Those are the things that stick out to me as the first stuff, but really a, a lot of Attack because I was our cousin, that was Milwaukee. Um, and obviously Speech uh, went on to create Arrested Development. Uh, my cousin Special K became road manager, part-time DJ, and a couple of videos. Um, so that was always in my head as somebody that I knew that did something. Um, and he cut hair too. Like I taught myself how to cut hair when I was 15, taught myself how to spin when I was in college. Um, so all of that, you know, him being visible to me as a family member who did something artistic because my parents were always, you know, 
it was just segregated ass, racist ass Milwaukee. So it was math and science. A little black boy will have a job. And I'm fucking great at math and science, even though I hate it. So it was a pull. You know, I'm, I'm a natural artist, but my two parents and my brain still allow me to be a scientist. So um, it was a little bit back and forth with that. But my earliest, again, earliest memories, man, Milwaukee, Attack, uh, uh, my brother playing Skinny Boys, B Street Soundtrack, NWA, shit like that. When, yeah, awesome. That's that's cool. Um, when did uh, kind of when did you realize like you really wanted to start taking music more seriously? Um, I, I guess when I realized that it was possible to make music, when I couldn't make when it was possible to make beats, like, oh, I can do that. I see people with machines. Um, I had no idea what it took. Like, I think when I was thirteen or fourteen, I had a, a list full of songs that I was gonna sample and the times whatever minutes whatever seconds i was going to sample but I had no idea how to make that shit happen you know what i mean um and we moved out to my mother my mother built that house 13 14 around eighth grade and ironically i was sitting around there for years trying to figure out how to make beats and one of my neighbors a street over who i would cross paths with we would hang out because his best friend was a high school classmate of mine um, one of the, one that, that guy, my neighbor, was uh, Jihad Barakas, who ended up being a Milwaukee, uh, the Milltown Beatdown champion, and he's known as the Milwaukee King of Boom Bap. So this dude had an ASR-10 like two blocks away from me, and I didn't even know how to fucking make a beat. Um, so long story short, went to that first university I told you about, dropped out, came home, um, worked and bought from, it was called Big Music on 76 and Bradley back then. Um, I bought a Roland personal music assistant. It looked like a little daily planner was my first beat machine. And then from then on, I just started meeting people, elevating, going to studios, learning how to do shit ourselves. The, the, the long journey that every artist takes um, between having everybody do shit for them and then learning how to do it themselves, so. Awesome. Oh yeah, man, that's. It all just kind of snowballed, it sounded like. Yeah, yeah, it, it just started happening and my friends around me uh, were involved. And at the time I was in, by the time we got, I got here in 97, back here in 97 to Madison, uh, to UW, that's when we formed a group, uh, started recording at studios up there like Sleepless Nights, shout out to Jake Johnson who runs Paradigm Studios now in Madison, which was a 2012 studio of the year. Um, he was our engineer at Sleepless Nights, uh, Greg Doby, Shout out Jinx, um, was our engineer at Regime Records back then. We would take, we would seriously though, we would take a computer tower, we would take a desktop to the studio. And at times I meant walking down State Street in Madison with a desktop, a monitor, a MIDI keyboard, to a, a third studio, shout out Steve Shauger, who was right on like the second floor on State Street. So, um, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, it was fun. Real devotion right there. Seriously, man, seriously, seriously, real devotion. Yeah, dude. Um, wow, so uh, so you said you were in a group for a while. Um, tell me a little bit about just kind of like everything that happened with that. <clears throat> uh, that was me learning how to perform, learning how to deal with group dynamics and egos. Um, we were in Madison. So at this time, it's 97. I missed 97 to 2012 in Milwaukee hip hop because I was in Madison or moving the cities after I graduated. And that's golden age Milwaukee shit that I missed there. But at the same time, I got to start my own 
little thing in Madison. Uh, shout out uh, Adem uh, from Black Poet Society in Madison. He also performs in New York City. He's in Madison for a year now. He gave me my first shot uh, in Madison. Back then, Madison was not the asshole city that bans hip hop as it is now. Um, back then, we were performing up and down State Street, second floor venues, Capitol Square venues. Uh, every jukebox had hip hop on it. Um, it was, we actually in 2000, uh, on campus, we created the first ever by students for students hip hop conference. So mm -hmm. we wrote up tens of thousands of dollars of grants, defended them in front of faculty as students. Um, and at that point we had, before the scandal and all that, I guess, uh, Africa Bambata came, uh, we had Tony Touchcam, we had, uh, Planet Asia, Chuck D was our keynote speaker the first year, uh, uh, and Afini Shakur, Tupac's mother, was our keynote speaker the second year. Um, and so, and, and those are some of the people I worked with in that state were on that project were David Muhammad, who's now big in Milwaukee, uh, I think violence prevention, or I'm sure he's working in Milwaukee City somewhere. Um, and as a result of that hip hop conference at a certain point, King Kamanzi, who is a Milwaukee hip hop legend, um, along with uh, Pharaoh and MET, they met up with uh, Africa Bambada in Madison, and Kamanzi became the international spokesperson, if I'm not mistaken, for the Zulu Nation through his relationship with Africa Bambada that he sparked at that conference. Damn. Yeah, right? So I'm like, Pharaoh is, is a good buddy of mine. I was out in Oakland working with him for five years or so, and Kamanzi is an OG that I respect to the utmost Milwaukee legend, part of the Cali, dri Cali tribe, first Milwaukee group to be on BET or MTV. Um, and it turns out that a lot of the stuff that he had to do with over the years with Bambada and the Zulu Nation stemmed from a conference that I was a bit involved in. So that, that, that shit made me feel good. Full circle type stuff, real hip hop. Um, so that, that's the type of shit I was involved in, man, just performing. Um, I don't think there's a lot of kids watching this shit. Performing, skipping a whole lot of class. Even though yeah. I still graduated. I graduated with three business degrees. Wow. But I skipped a whole lot of fucking class and performed and did a lot of beat making and went to the studio a lot. So, there you um, go. yeah, man, just making everything work. That's tight. That's so tight, man. That, that had to be like it, it, the, the forces of the universe at work, you know, fostering these connections and building these relationships of people that, you know, went on to do really amazing things. And it's really yeah. cool to be present with that. Yeah, it, it feels great. Um, and like you said, man, it's, it's, it's a force bigger than I am that's at work there. So oh, I'm just looking to be a part of it. Hell yeah, man, for sure. How, how did you become a describe? Um, so around the time that I'm talking to you, when I was in Madison, I was D the Rhymer. I was a rapper, just like every fucking body else. I used to be a rapper. Um, and I was, just, I, I was a dude that just loved to create. I didn't care about a name, a group name, a song name, a personal name. So my name is Derek, and I just call myself D the Rapper. When I produced, I was D the Producer, right? Um, and if I had it my way, I would have studied, I would have been a writer. I am a writer. Probably would have studied sociology a lot more, history. Um, so when it was time to get a bit more mature name, I just called myself Scribe. Since I love to write, I always write. And then uh, combining the two in the end, D the Rhymer and Scribe became D Scribe. It's really that simple. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't like complicated names and whatever. I just like to keep it simple. One syllable, not a lot of letters, something that can fit on a t-shirt if need be or a sticker, you know, something simple. 
There you go, man. Yeah, I, I did that a lot. Um, you said you moved uh, back to Milwaukee in, in 2012, yes? Yes. Sure. What, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I did. So, um, 2011, I was working. I had, so, I went from Madison to the first job out of college was Minneapolis. Then I moved to D.C. I was working as an accountant in D.C. Um, in 2011, during the during session, I got fired. Um, and then at that point, I decided, I decided to move west. And, along, and, and on the way to California, I stopped in Milwaukee, dropped my shit off in my mother's basement, that type of thing, hung out here for a few months. Um, and that's when, that 2012 time is when, like, I had no idea. Like I told you, I missed that previous 15 years. And I had no idea what Milwaukee had. And so uh, I was making a 420 track. I had a beat, the perfect sample. And my sister's, little sister's ex-boyfriend is a guy named Jeff Kennedy who goes by DJ Willie, who used to go by DJ Willie Shakes. He does a lot of great uh, uh, video now with Power Forward Media, which is his company. Works a lot with 88.9. Um, he was my little sister's ex and he was a DJ. He knew everybody. So I'm like, yo, Shakes, I got this 420 track, man. I don't know any rappers in Milwaukee bring somebody through. The first day he brings through, rest in peace, Tay Gutter. Tay Gutter, at the time, was, a, was being looked at by T.I., Grand Hustle, about to be signed by them. Uh, he was a Milwaukee legend. Uh, he came through and dropped a verse. The next day, he, and, and, and Shakes is like, yo, I got another guy uh, here I'll, next, tomorrow. I got you again. And he brings through fucking Yoda. Hell yeah. Shout out to Yoda. And so, and at that point, like, Yoda since then has been like, if not my favorite, one of my three favorite Milwaukee rappers. Um, Badu came in and killed the last, the, th the third first for that. And then I think I reached out to Dana. Um, Dana Koppel, I think for the last- to Dana, also my right? guy. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so he said yes, and he dropped a verse. And, and all of this comes from me not being here for the previous 15 years. I don't know none of these motherfuckers. I'm just asking nicely. I'm not offering money. I'm not, I'm just asking, oh, I got a 420 track. Want to be part of it, blah, blah, blah. And everybody says, yes, everybody's fucking dope. And I'm like, yeah, this is Milwaukee? And Shake and, and Shakes laughs and, and Jeff is like, yo, man, you don't know, man. You just ain't been here. Like, yeah, it's right. not, and it's not, and it's not just rap either. Like, it's all music. Like, no offense, Austin, but fuck Austin. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's Milwaukee, right. bro. Like, I had no idea. And so because of that, that's when I, my old ass hopped on Facebook just so I could get an idea of what's going on. And I saw scores and scores and scores of artists who are serious and talented and dope and invested in themselves and doing shows and open mics and small tours. And I had no idea, man. And that's where Land by the Lake idea kind of spawned. Um, there's so much talent, but also in a city that's the most consistently segregated city in the country. I remember hearing it on the radio since I was like five. Milwaukee was always number one, two or three. And if it was number three, it just means that populations were shifting and we happened to cross paths. But give it another six months, we ain't living together. That's how it goes in Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? So um, the segregation, uh, the, the, the gang shit, um, the, the, the old versus young. I heard a young artist call Strick a fossil. What the fuck? 
You you see what I'm saying? He called Stringer yeah. Boss. I said, number one, young dude, this man is a fire lieutenant who probably makes six figures a year. But let's not even talk about the fact that he ain't even got to work nine to five for that shit. Let's talk about the fact that he tours Europe. When, when, what was the last show you What's the last open mic you did? The fuck are you? When's the last time you made $5 off a song? Like, right. Tricks of Fossil? Right. right. Like, you're probably still rapping over your own vocals type shit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And this man's touring the world. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to get past the generational bullshit. I wanted to get past the stylistic bullshit. Avant-garde, jazzy, gangster, ratchet, uh, 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 drill, trap, blah, blah, blah. So Land by the Lake was about getting everybody together and me literally having a spreadsheet, getting beats from producers, and then putting MCs together who normally wouldn't rap together. A GD and a VL. A uh, 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 white dude from Sherwood and a black dude from the fucking East Side before it was fucking River West. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what uh, 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 Antoine Mack, who's a veteran, um, and King Miles, who's 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 not new on the scene, but you know what I'm saying? He's a younger cat. Um, oh, yeah. Just mixing all these different communities, and hopefully, if somebody's at a club and somebody gets to some beef or some shit. This one this motherfucker over here. Motherfucker, I was on a song with him, man. We can't shoot, dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you never know if that shit. That there's shit a there, there's a bond there that is impenetrable at that point. Yeah. When you yeah you you're in the studio with somebody sharing stories like you never know how that can carry over into a into a street situation. Like on Land by the Lake One, they're not necessarily the best of friends now, but on Land by the Lake One, I did. Like I, it wasn't me, but it was the end. It was the energy, it was the environment that got Mecca and skills to fucking shake hands and be in the same room. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and we see that they're not the best of friends right now. You know what I'm saying? But that energy when everybody is trying to do something that's dope and just move move the city forward and everything's for the city. You know what I'm saying? That tends to snowball and, and produce good results. So that's oh, where yeah. Land by the Lake came from. We're on volume three. Um, I have a few more sessions to complete to volume five. You saw volume three through volume three on SoundCloud. As soon as one through five are done, it will be released like some fucking doves to the streaming platforms. So the whole world can see what Milwaukee can do. I wanted them to see the entire, it, it in its entirety. Right. Every sphere of the culture of Milwaukee hip hop, yeah. because there is no, you know, people talk a lot about like, Man, what's Milwaukee's sound? You know, like what, like what, what? How do you define that? And uh, honestly, I mean, it's it's a complex way to answer that because things like what you're doing is like such a, a fusion of the generations and styles and elements of hip hop, all culminating into like, man, there's something here for everybody, and. Uh, Man, like that's that's such a it speaks volumes about how much of a gold mine we're sitting on here, you know. I don't I don't understand how if somebody sees a five volume compilation album with twenty five producers, sixty MCs involved, yeah, uh, five different videographers, somebody needs to be getting a call and offered money and or a role or a job somewhere. You see what I'm saying? We're sitting here running a, a fucking label on a citywide basis with the help of all these, like, how can this not 
for the you know right. like, yeah geez. literally like the most probably one of the most collaborative efforts i've ever seen derek like literally i've, I've never like this i remember listening to this just now and thinking like man I'm actually like, and I'm recognizing everyone's voice and their styles. But then I hear, you know, Twan rapping, you know, about, because, you know, adult contemporary hip hop is his big thing. But then you hear Jay Carr hop on a verse right after him. Jay Carr is in his own lane. You got like Armstrong Ransom, the very next track. And like, he's, you know, been doing this for decades as well. Like, the funny thing, the thing is, is like people that, you know, people that like talk shit about Milwaukee music think that what you're doing is too idealistic, but I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't think like, I think it's not idealistic if you just, you know, cut, like put the bullshit and the personal differences aside and the, you know, the divisions, uh, the egos and just, you know, uh, rally around what we all started doing this in the first place for is to enjoy dope ass music and uh, bring real uh, build off real talents off of each other. Right, right, a hundred percent, man. And that's all this was. This is about. And I hear I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of artists, and I reach out to artists when I see artists saying nobody supports me and blah blah blah. And again, I did this as a as an absolute nobody in the Milwaukee scene. I, had been, I hadn't even been in the state for 15 years, man. And I didn't make music before I left. So nobody knew who the hell I was. All I was doing was sending nice emails or, or messages and telling people what I'm trying to do. And if you're gonna do something that's gonna add value to your city, your genre, your community, your whatever, chances are, like there was only one rapper that, uh, was, that, that's, that demanded money. And I can't even be mad at him because, like, he's the first rapper you think about when you think about Milwaukee, like Cuckoo Cow. All right, Cal, you know what? I do, I, for future reference, cool. Like, I'm not trying to sell this, so I'm not really trying to get any overhead. I'm already kind of in deep. So, but I, 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 for future reference, I got you, though. But this ain't, that's not for this. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't even an asshole about it. He was cool. Everybody's been cool about this. Nobody has ever spit one I think there was one time somebody spit a verse and I'm like let's try that from a different angle other than that if, and you and you mentioned uh Armstrong Ransom Debussy uh used to be blacks he's been he's been one of the the stalwarts the the, the cornerstone since the beginning um he was one of the first guys I went to for a solo song on Land by the Lake One he's always in videos um he's always he was just in the studio last week so that's my homie man I want to shout out everybody who has been a part of this, who has been a part of whether it be one verse or all three volumes or all five volumes going forward. Uh, uh, the OG Godzilla, who I've learned so fucking much from. Um, I mean, just everybody, man. 40 and Payday, who used to comprise Rhythmatics. They've done so much for Lamb, by the way. Uh, I can't, like, I, I, Mad Static has done so fucking much for Lamb, by the way. Uh, classic, Yo Dot, Kia the Rap Princess. Uh, Kiwi, oh, yeah. uh, thank you. At Rocks, Cypher uh, uh, Lady X. I, I gotta stop because I can't name everybody, so I don't want to forget anybody. <laughs> but thank you so much, all the videographers, famous CTM, all of y'all, man, for real. Thank you so much. Man, that's this why is... I love to. 
That's why I love doing breaking and entering because I know all of these people. That yeah, right? <laughs> 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 you see your face, you're like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, it's right? like, yeah, you're you're pulling all these people out from so many different sectors, man, and and that's something that like I've dreamed of, you know, yeah. like since getting involved in walkie music, and so yeah, man. So uh, you said that. Um, so there were like actual shows for Land by the Lake that were done collaboratively between Breaking and Entering and uh, Cactus Club, as you mentioned before. Yes. So last year we started the last year was the first ever Land by the Lake festival. Sure. Okay. At the Cactus Club, uh, went from four to close, and and you know what I mean. So we had everybody from Mecca to Cypher Lady X to King Miles to Hectic to BU to Twan Mac hosting my guy Riz hosting. Uh, uh, JDL classic Milwaukee DJ DJ uh, B side also known as 11 Gray who just did Reggie Bond's whole new album which is a, a classic if nobody's heard that thing. Um, so um, it was, last year was the first annual festival. This year we we were going we had food trucks lined up so I didn't have to grill for eight hours. We had <laughs> we had we had March we had uh, giveaways but then obviously we had to cancel it so. Um, I don't want it to die, so we're in the talks now and trying to breathe new life into it digitally. Um, we're gonna make sure it doesn't die, my friend. Yeah, man, this is this is too like this. Like I said, it's a built-in pool of almost a hundred artists. Yeah, and and it's just it's ridiculous, man. And last year, I like, I think the turnout was about eighty. Mm. Um, and I didn't expect to make any money last year. I'm a couple thousand in uh, uh, into the Slam by the Lake thing overhead wise. Um, and I was talking to the artist and going forward, I was hoping, hopefully we can still do this digitally, but going forward, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, Land by the Lake is gonna be my LLC. I wanted to create a foundation where all proceeds from the, the, the festival go towards the foundation. We start doing things for the city. Um, I mean, if you, if you wanna, as an artist, you wanna harp on your little 40 buck, uh, a cut of this out of 19 people that uh, performed tonight, then fine, take your 40 bucks and get the fuck out of my face. But the rest of us are gonna try and do something for the city real quick with this money. So um, I'm trying to grow it, trying to evolve it. Um, and shout out again to Shazier Stokes Johnson, who's done all the graphics for Lamb by the Lake. Thank you so much, dude, you are a bomb. Um, so yeah, man, we're just trying to make it grow. And so four and five are coming. 21, 2021 is going to be a huge year. Obviously, so many people have been creating during the pandemic. Um, and we have a, a small musical family brewing here in Milwaukee. Ray's, Rich P, uh, AG The Gift. And I, and, I, and I think people are forgetting who Ray's, the fuck, who the fuck Ray's is. Um, so if you remember Logic and Ray's, House of M. Um, he, he had, he had a, a bit of a break there, but he's back super strong. And so okay. we all, me, him, Riz, uh, Riz uh, the Great Poupon, has four yeah. volumes of stuff that we have coming. He is a singer, a bassist, a guitarist, a songwriter, and uh, never mind. I don't want to say shit that everybody says, but you know, this ain't like nothing you've ever heard before. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> everybody I plan for tells us that. So um, you, you, Alan, uh, you know, Kelsey, the good folks at 88.9, my DJ homies, you're going to be the first ears after our focus groups. So um, I can't, 
it's hard to explain how much music is coming because I haven't released really anything in the last couple of years except for Lamb by the Lake 3. And we've been in the studio. I, I manage a studio. And the studio that I manage, I have the key to. So I can go in there whenever I want. So uh, even for instance, last year we did monthly producers retreats there for over a year. Oh, awesome. Hell yeah. And so we're at the point where we have so many pieces that, that are being arranged. I just sent pieces off to Payday and uh, Ills Colorado, who's uh, Godzilla's assistant, to arrange a couple pieces. Got to send off another 10. We have a good 20 pieces from the producers retreat alone. And there were ladies coming up from the business upstairs. What is this? I need this in my kitchen. What is, you know what I mean? It was super jazzy, mellow, because Jay Carr's playing uh, piano and Riz is playing bass and Malik's on the guitar and uh, Elite Tracks, Damone Hobbs has hopped on the drums. Like it's a fucking jam session. So we've been quiet because I, I hate talking. Um, I'm on a podcast to talk, so I'm doing that now. But we've been quiet <laughs> for the last couple years. But yeah. man, 21 is about to... <laughs> I, oh, I was about to mention something. It's going to be the about. year. It's It has to be the year we thought 2020 was going to be. It's going to be, yes. Yeah. But, and more. Yeah, right. I I mean, man, I'm just really hoping that the pandemic doesn't spill too, too much into next year. Because I know that's on all of our minds. We, we need these shows back. It is the uh, – it's – it's just the, the the heart and soul behind our music scene are the shows, specifically the shows that are put on at Cactus Club, yes. <laughs> the God, best, yes. the best shows in the city. Um, they have uh, for for the record, Cactus Club has the best system and sound man combination. Alex, Fuck. yo, Alex, shout out, Alex, long hair, Alex, you are the dude, man, for real. Yeah, he is the dude. I. Yeah, man, that's that's one establishment that everyone's got to rally around because without Cactus Club, there's no Milwaukee music like we know it. I so, agree. So you're uh, you're out in Green Bay now, right? Yes. Yes. Sure. Um, what uh, what? Wh- how long have you been up there? I've been up here for about five years. Um, and what happened was the goal was to leave. Wisconsin when I did a 17 and never the fuck come back to this godforsaken state. That's just me though, because I'm black uh, and a male. Um, so, but what happened was when I was out in Oakland for five years, so I got fired in 11 as a, as a accountant in DC. At that point, I took it as an opportunity. What do I know the most about? Music and something else. And then I decided to go with music. So I went out west to do the music and a combination of the something else. Um, and so I was gardening, horticulture in my ass off in, in Cali um, and working with uh, Pharaoh Haynes, um, who was a, the founder and classic member of MET, which is an old Milwaukee group. And he's out there doing hella shit with like Pep Love from Hyro, his super friends crew is messing with Larry June and, and, and Too Short and all this other Bay Area stuff. So I'm out there. And in the meantime, I take a little interview in Green Bay because my buddy works up here. And there was a foundation called the Wallace Foundation who created a, something called the Youth Arts Initiative, only in three cities, Green Bay, Milwaukee, St. Cloud. Uh, the task of these, this initiative was for myself, practicing professional teaching artists to be invested in. Um, this Wallace Foundation uh, spent millions. They built out studios in these three cities and boys and girls clubs. They invested in us, the practicing professional teaching artists who were paid more than our bosses. And it was our responsibility 
um, within our genre of music, video, dance, uh, visual, graphic, um, to create a high quality digital art programming outside of a school environment from scratch for kids, which included curriculum, which included, uh, I had to decide what equipment, what a software we were using, manage the budget. We had to create events so that when these kids went through the curriculum, use the equipment to create art, we could show it to the, to the, the mayor, the news, the community. So my kids were, 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 I got some of my kids, their first ever paying gigs, uh, like to do a spoken word or a rap song at the MLK celebration up here. So like a kid got to buy himself some Timberlands and not worry mom about that that year. Um, or getting kids, taking them to UW-Madison that has a first wave program. And as a part of that hip hop scholarship program, they have a festival every year. My 12 and 13 and 14 year old kids performing in front of these college kids and Madison and getting standing ovations because they've rehearsed. And we have to, we have to rehearse before you can ever perform, buddy. You ain't even getting in this band and go with me to Madison if you haven't rehearsed, you understand? So we're, we made a demo tape. Um, I'll send you a copy of, I'm gonna actually get my teaching artist SoundCloud up. Made a demo tape. We had uh, a beat tape in the works, working with MPCs, uh, have, having kids learning how to DJ, um, and also podcasting. So in the beginning, the podcasting started as, uh, so-and-so going so-and-so, uh, who had a fight today, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Miss so-and-so was tripping. I didn't like her class today. To the next time was, Mr. Derek, man, can we get some papers so we can write something? Okay, what movies are coming out? And blah, 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 blah. So the next time it was, oh, what's happening on the news? To the, the last, one of the last uh, podcasts from, from J&A, uh, Jemiah and Amaya, it was, they were recounting traumatic experiences without any, any provocation from me. We were just following their schedule and they were like, yo, like they were recounting traumatic experiences that they had with police coming into their homes or them being a baby and having a gun in their face. And they were just, it was almost like talking for this long with each other into mics had started to release. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it started to get comfortable telling the stories. And so when you can get kids to start sharing trauma and talking about their trauma, as opposed to bottling it up, then you're really making steps towards solving a whole lot of societal ills. And so because of all of that development with all the kids and all the art and, and all of that good stuff, um, we were the first wave three cities independent research project deemed us a success, which is why I call myself a national expert on digital art and youth development and hip hop education. Cause I created that project, that program from scratch. Um, and now, um, small differences in ideology. I don't like people taking my kids' money or misrepresenting stuff. Um, I got fired. So then as a result, I am now an independent consultant, consulting with uh, the Wisconsin Music School Association, the Madison Public Schools, YMCA, YWCA, Brown County Library, uh, Green Bay Public Schools, the Art Garage here, as you can see. Um, so I'm still here doing the consulting thing. Um, I also, the teaching kids has kind of gone by the wayside because I don't want a lot of bunch of little snotty nose kids around me right now, but I also mentor kids on a one-on-one -on -one basis. So I'll take my mentee out to the studio or I'll bring equipment for him. Um, and just this year, I actually enrolled in UWGB um, because they have just started a four-year music production degree. And I know the guys that run the program. 
Um, and I'm actually a certified recording engineer, so I can te I've tested out a lot of that stuff. So I can get a four year. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to get to the point where I can be Bill Nye, the science guy, except I'll be Dr. Drum Machine. You feel me? Like I don't want to be an accountant no more. I don't want to go back to counting rich people's money. Um, I want to solidify my place in this music thing without having to depend on actual music that don't pay nobody nothing for no streams. Um, so that's kind of where I am now in my five-year Green Bay arc. I'm a student, um, but still also a teacher. Um, I was gonna be out of here by now, but there's been a few opportunities. Like you said, there's just this, this, this little bit of a pull, weirdly enough. There's been opportunities, board seats and projects yeah. and everything. Like you, you would expect in a, in a place like Green Bay, oh, what are you doing there? But you gotta think about it. A place like Green Bay needs me. You know what I mean? Like there's not a lot of shit going on for kids who look like me in Green Bay. Um, so that's a lot of the, the things I'm trying to deal with now. Um, trying to So school is about me becoming a musician also, because um, I'm a recording engineer, but I got so many friends who are musicians, man, and I'm jealous as hell. I just want to be a real fucking musician and be able to play something, you know? So uh, that's what Green Bay is right now to me. Man. It's home for now. I'm, I'm in Milwaukee and Madison like every weekend anyway, so. Man, it sounds like you are just a beacon of creative potential, my friend. Like, just for both what you're, like, learning on your own and what you've built on your own, but also what you're enabling uh, other young creatives to do as well and championing local talent in a wide avenue of different ways. And I'm happy you're doing the work that you do, man. Like, it's great to, like, finally get to know you, Derek, because you're a dope Enough. guy. Well, you're thank you, man. I, I mean, I agree. I mean, I... I'm glad you created this podcast, man. I'm glad you're giving. Like, anybody, Alan fucks with, I fuck with. I, I love Alan so much because, dude, every, he, he, and every time somebody's like, yo, what the fuck is over breaking? I mean, you shut your mouth about some fucking breaking and entering. That's right. Give the dude a chance to read the 17,000 emails he's gotten, and then yeah. he can write some things. Give it a chance to come out, bro. Talk to him. Have you talked to him? Have you said anything besides, yo, what's up with my shit? You know what I mean? Like, right. thank God for Alan. I love Alan. He covers everybody who sends him shit. I've, I've, I've had those conversations with a couple of my buddies, my artists. Like, yo, what's going on? Like, no, nah, dude, trust me. He's gonna, he, he's probably fucking knee deep in trust was, me. Yeah, man, he was running the show by himself until, like, my role got expanded here. Yes, yes. And now he gets to, like, allocate more time on, like, the business side of the site and the administrative side of the site. Right. Like if you got music, send it to me and you can you go. You there heard you me on record saying that. So, yep. um, yeah, man. Um, yeah. And, and, and I'm so glad that you have the podcast now because the visual side of it is such a huge thing. Um, yeah. and, and, and my thing about collaboration is that every city, everybody from every one of these cities, knows each other they have stories before they blow up and i'm so fucking jealous of that shit and when we blow up we gotta have stories about man six seven years ago we were in the studio together about this remember we did that about like remember we did this we did that so right. like getting people together in the same situation over and over creating relationships so that when we blow as a city it's not just a bunch of fragmented artists we have a story, a cohesive story. You know what I'm saying? Like we can make a movie. We can make a Milwaukee crush group. We can make a Milwaukee uh, what, uh, 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 eight mile or whatever the fuck ever because yeah. we have so many connections between each other, even the people who don't like each other. Right, exactly. Like where we can overlook that just if it means a bigger picture goal. Yeah. Which is putting our city on the map. 
Exactly. Exactly, man. We got so many people, so much talent that have already accomplished so much. I mean, we got so many musicians on tour with people or, or producers who have been involved with and like man. you you running you run you go into the mountaintop and you see Godzilla's pics and it's like dog. Like, yeah, yeah, I know I've been with right. everybody, man. I've been everybody. Like, <laughs> yo, what the fuck? Like he's so I call him, I call Zilla. Zilla's like Yoda to me. He's like Pro Tools Yoda, Studio Yoda. And then JDL, who is one of the dudes who used to do the Highbury, the Highbury Nights, um, he's the oracle to me. So when it comes to listening to a hip hop record, sample filled, and, J and somebody can tell me that drum came from, that loop came from, because I bought those records when I was 10, that's JDL. Yeah. Whenever, I, whenever I have a question about anything, mixing, engineering, technical, anything, that's Zilla. Yeah, and I don't know how how possibly I don't care what city I'm in. I don't know how I could possibly have two greater references, friends who know shit about music. Like it's, yo man, that dude was dean of Madison Media Institute. Like what? The? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, dude, I know that man. And watching him win the beat battle last year, like was. So dope because it was him up against Spice God, who's a newer generation producer. Yep. And to see like this old, this like older versus like younger head yeah. to head, but they still like shook hands and still like yeah. built off yep. each other's energy. And everyone just had a great fucking time. Like that was the energy, you know, I crave as somebody who, yes. you know, like writes and journals about like Milwaukee music so much and seeing that you know we are we are making waves I mean Kaylee Crossfire was on a Netflix series like yeah well Kaylee yeah yeah classic yeah. just announced he got a placement in an HBO show yep like classic making moves as well you know I'm very happy to hear that very yeah so am I so am I so I mean I mean ad lib um Lib Gibson is is on his 300th something placement. Uh, Prophetic from Milwaukee, living in Tennessee, doing re uh, doing real estate, is writing a book on placements. Um, I mean, Rico Love is from Milwaukee. I mean, we got people who are yeah. doing things. And Business Boy, Grammy, Milwaukee. Um, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of wavy boy, a lot of connections, Man. a lot of pain. One Madison. Let's just say Wisconsin. Let's just say Wisconsin. Yeah. Because Can there's you so. Want? Kenny Hoopla. Kenny Hoopla. Yeah, man. There's so much shit. When I, when I used to talk to my students, I would always name Cut Up, Kid Cut Up. Like, do you understand that there's a guy who's opening for Pink, who's opening for Cher? It's a guy. It's not a band. It's a guy and yeah. two turntables. You get that? Like, that's huge. He's in front of 50,000 people every night. He can be like, I'm not playing shit to you. All follow me on IG. Like, you, do you understand the kind of power he has in his hands? And that's one man from Milwaukee who I who I've seen develop and, and even bizarre to oh, see yeah. what he does now from what yo fly tide like it's fucking crazy in Milwaukee man yeah, it's man. crazy in Milwaukee like man why do you I'm, think I do why do you think I do so many of these episodes man because there's too many people to talk to <laughs> seriously yeah man and yeah it's so oh man it's yeah it's yeah it's amazing man I just had no idea like when 2012 when I discovered this shit and it's just exponentially grown like i can't every if i if i tried to list all the dope milwaukee just rappers i would inevitably forget like 10 folks yeah and it's all over the board like 
I love all racks, little nigga, all racks. I love that shit. Looney Baby and Chapo Guabo. But then at the same time, fucking Mal Napoleon just put out some crazy shit. Von yeah. Alexander, I know it's coming. You know Freddie, Freddie got to come back after that North North shit. Like, yo, there's so much. And, and I don't think people have even, yo, I believe in Reggie Bond's most recent album so much. Yeah. I've heard that shit for, <laughs> yo, he is incredible. He's incredible as an artist, man. And High Five as a studio, as we know, is incredible just because of the design and equipment there. And I've heard that shit. That shit is fucking man. epic. Man, most, dude, most city oh. bench warmers, one of the best projects of the year, if you ask me. Like, that's, and he is such a great dude. And him and like his buddies, like Paper Stacks and Fifth, and, um, you know, like all those guys are, they're, they're all like, their shows are so much fun because they're all like best friends. Yeah, yeah, they have fun. Yeah, and they're and they just have the time of their life, like rapping about what makes them happy, but also like you know shit they've been through. And uh, when it's sort of like that neo consciousness, that, that neo conscious hip hop, like meeting um, artists from you know different scenes, like. Yeah, man, it's it's just a it's, it's special, man. It is not to be taken for granted, especially like after this pandemic, we're going yeah. to all the shows. Derek, thank you for being on the show. On our way out, uh, I ask everyone the same two questions. Uh, first is what keeps you up at night? Uh, I'm just gonna say insomnia. <laughs> I'm just gonna say insomnia. That's that's legit, man. That's definitely legit. What puts you to sleep? Medicine. Also, <laughs> and it can just be left at that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's medicine. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. Uh, whatever that means to everyone's got their own medicine. Their right? own medicine. Yes. Yeah. Dude, thank you again, man. This is such a pleasure. I really enjoy talking to you so much, and I love what you're doing. I love, like, the, the creative optimism you have. And uh, together, you know, we're going to help continuing to bring the scene to the next level. So. Thanks for having me, man. I'm going to uh, keep you posted. I'll invite you to some upcoming Land Battle Lake recording sessions to come hang out. That would be lovely. That would be awesome, cool. man. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy, everybody. We'll see you next time.